understand we've all felt stuck at one point or another, even the most successful people among us, because it's a rite of passage, a trial, to see if you have what it takes to be independent. The test is to prove that you deserve your destiny. Each week our goal is to bring you an inspiring story of someone who moved beyond their stranded face and found greatness on the other side. Welcome to The Stranded Podcast, and this is your host, Jessica Hurley. What's up, guys? Welcome back to The Stranded Face Podcast. I am your host, your girl, Jessica Hurley. And if you are just tuning into The Stranded Face Podcast and this is your first episode, or you caught on through the last couple of episodes, I cannot thank you enough for staying tuned. I hope that in these messages, in these episodes, whether it be myself and my guests, or just you and I, you with me, you have felt understood, that you have felt heard, that you have felt like maybe you heard something that finally puts words to what you are going through and makes you feel not alone, safe. Listen, that's what this podcast is about, is to make sure that while you're riding the wave, while you're in your stuck phase, that you are not alone. You need to understand that you are not alone. Someone is with you right now going through what you're going through. Somebody may be two, three, four, five steps ahead of you. But that's the best part of this journey is that there's always going to be somebody there that has been through what you've been through and has already seen the other side and is more than willing to help walk you through this. And the most important part for you to understand is that Not only are you not alone, but this is just a small portion and a massive chapter book of your story. It is a tiny part. While it might be the far most important part, if you're a longtime listener, you know that I tell you this part, this stuck phase, this stranded phase, this alone on an island with no friends, feeling like you are walking through the jungle alone is usually by far the most important part of this journey because when you do learn to endure it differently, when you do use this opportunity to stretch your mindset, you will become the best version of yourself. The unfortunate reality is, is it just doesn't feel good right now and it's not supposed to. That's why we have this podcast. So thank you for joining us. If you're a longtime listener and you're a member of the Stranded Family, I freaking love y'all. Welcome back. So I got to go over a few things real quick. Your girl moved three weeks ago. I don't have an office yet. I don't have my desk set up yet. All these things, all this damn furniture is in limbo. And so I'm recording in my fiance's office, which has what I can already tell a ridiculous echo. So if my audio isn't the best today, bear with me. I really wanted to get this message out there to you guys. I really want you to hear this today. So the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about some crazy things. And if you've missed it, make sure you go jump back into the last four episodes. We did a 15 minute Friday on Do You Even Know Her? And it was an episode about learning and knowing and growing into your new self and how uncomfortable we can get when we feel like we don't know ourselves. It was very, very powerful. It has risen to one of the top five most downloaded episodes of the Strength of Faith podcast out of over 200 episodes. So you guys loved it. And then we did an episode on 10 reasons why you're not there yet. And every time I read that title, I think about the movie, Are We There Yet? <laughs> With Ice Cube. 
Um, and then we did a crazy episode with Crystal David about going through your man's phone. And y'all know I love to be vulnerable. I'm I share my mess so that you can open up and own yours. And listen, I ain't never been with a man that I didn't go through his phone. That doesn't make me any better or any worse of a human. Judge me if you want to. But those insecurities are there. They were there. Thank God I'm with a man that uh, handles them differently now. But I've done that. And she talks about how it is addictive and it is a trauma and how you have to break a cycle and how you can break a cycle and what you can do right now in a relationship if this is something you find yourself doing. So it was so, so, so powerful. And I had so many women reach out in the DMs and say it just set them free. It set them free. And then, of course, I shared an episode with my uh, one-on-one coach that I have that I am paying the buku bucks for y'all. So sometimes it just makes me grinch my teeth. Um, But he's helped me double, almost triple my revenue in 90 days. And so he shared a lot of his gems and some of the stuff he taught me. So y'all got all that free game for one hour. And I recover, um, revisit all of those episodes because what I want to talk about today is a little bit different. I want to talk about um, manifestation. And so before I go into this, <laughs> I have to be honest that I still sometimes feel like a fraud when it comes to manifestation. When I think about all the manifestation experts, I even have a client right now, a podcast client who is the manifestation expert. And um, when I talk to manifestation about manifestation to them, I feel like such an incredible fraud. Like I can't even explain to you. So when I talk about this episode, I don't want to come at you as the expert and tell you like, here's how, here's how manifestation actually works. And here's how you're going to get exactly what you want to fall in your lap. But from a recovering skeptic, like the biggest skeptic ever about manifestation, I can tell you one thing that I know for certain. If you do it and you do it right and you believe it, which there's a whole journey behind all of that, but you will receive everything you want. You really, truly will. Maybe not everything. Maybe there's things that you're not supposed to have. But if you do it and you do it right, I promise you those things will be hand delivered to you on what feels like a silver platter. About three years ago in 2017, when I was pregnant, I was reading a lot of self-help books that were already in our home because I've told you guys this before, but my fiance owns a library of self-help books. And when he used to make slick jokes at me, like, you know, you should just pick up a book or, you know, you should read, read one of these books. This one changed my life. I was the most skeptical human being on earth when we first met. I would always say things like, why do I need to read a self-help book? There's nothing wrong with me. You know, and I always acted like it implied him, him handing me a book implied that he thought that there was something wrong with me. Lord, y'all the insecurity. And obviously as the years went on, I grew more open to reading these books as I saw how successful he was. And so in 2017, when I was pregnant with our son, I did get a chance to dive into some of these books. And I remember reading a book about manifestation. The only thing, the only reason that kept me hesitant of doing this episode is because I couldn't remember what book it was. But I remember reading about manifestation. And I'll never forget this 
insert this paragraph that I read in the book about manifestation because it was the only part of the book that really felt like it resonated with me. And it, it just, the way the writer described it, it felt so real. She said, when you're going to truly manifest a, manifest something, you can't play around. Like you can't just write it on the wall. You can't put it on a sticky note and read it out loud every day. Those are all parts of the manifestation. You can pray to God. You can do all of these things, but She said the most important part was getting as close to the experience as you possibly could and then experiencing all the senses that came with it. And she said, so for example, you know, if it was speaking on a stage or jumping out of a plane, you would want to go to that area or close your eyes and envision yourself already there. Think about what the air quality would smell like, how fast It would be blowing your hair back. What would be happening to your hands? What would your feet feel like? Would your palms be sweating? What would you smell like? What would your, what kind of clothes would you have on? Would you have your hair tied back? Like what, how would that experience make you feel as if you were already experiencing it? Feel in your heart what that feels like. And I was like, wow. And I remember thinking in that moment, There's a lot of things I've wanted to achieve, but I don't think I've ever like closed my eyes and dreamt of them, probably out of some fear or insecurity that like, you know how we all grow up and we, we are afraid to want things because we kind of like put a wall up. Like if I don't, if I don't think about it so much and then if it doesn't happen, it's not a big deal. I can protect myself that way. I don't think I ever hardcore dreamt of anything as if it already happened almost out of like the sense of protecting myself. So I was like, wow, I've never done that. You know, I just remember thinking like, I've never really done that. Maybe that's the missing piece. And that was it. And fast forward through 2017, you guys know I had the major issue with my son. He was born three months early. We spent the whole remainder of 2017 in the hospital and then Fast forward to 2018 and I have this, I get pushed into starting a podcast um, and I finally get off my butt and do it at the end of 2017. I start this podcast, um, I'm recording with people in 2018 and come February, I've already done six episodes, interviewed my best friend, my friend who owns a radio show, um, a former Olympian. I get all these great people on the interviews, on these interviews, have no idea what I'm doing get all hyped up and passionate about the the concept of starting a podcast. And I go, um, my fiance had bought us, Chris had bought us tickets to go to Jamaica in February back in on Christmas. Cause we had had this crazy year and it was like, it's, he was like, it's time for us to go on vacation. So February we're in Jamaica, we're at the beach in the water. And Chris looks over at me and he's like, so what the hell is going on with the podcast? And I was like, well, I have six episodes and I did this and I did that, but I need that and I need this. He was like, no, launch the podcast. And I was like, well, this one's this. And he was like, no, just launch the podcast. And I'm like, damn. Okay. So as soon as we get back within like three days, he's like, calls me in the room and he's like, come here. When are you launch your podcast? I said, oh, I guess in two weeks. He said, good, because I just bought you tickets to PodFest. And I was like, what the hell's PodFest? He said, 
it's only the biggest podcast event on the planet. So you are going, I bought you a ticket. And I was like, when is it? And he's like in a month and it's in Orlando. I was like, great, sure. Okay. I'm going to this podcast event by myself. Mind you, I feel like a whole rookie. Like this is something I'm just kind of trying. Like this is like you writing your first travel article and trying to start a blog and someone say, you're going to go to a, a massive blogging conference. I was like, okay. And he had all these people he wanted me to meet up with that he knew that were popular podcasters so that I could get to know people, ask my questions. Oh, it was, it was a lot. So I go to this event. I remember walking in, there was over 2000 people there. I felt like a whole fraud y'all. I'm walking through, I can, I'm reading people's name tags, their name tags, say their names and the name of their podcast. And I had a name for my podcast, but it wasn't on iTunes yet. So I wouldn't, I didn't give them my podcast name because I was too afraid to. Oh my God. (laughs) I hope y'all learn every lesson from this. Don't be me. So I don't put my name on the thing. So, cause I, again, don't want to feel like a fraud. And so I'm just going to these classes basically as an innocent bystander. I'm like, let me go soak up all I can. And maybe just maybe I'll be inspired to like really get this thing off the ground. So one of the classes was about, um, I think it was integrating like radio talk shows with podcasting. And it said something like big personalities. And I'm like, okay, dope. Like I want to learn how to have this, you know, out loud personality. You know, I can be outgoing in person, but how do I portray that through a microphone? And so I go to this session on my agenda and I'm sitting in this room and there's this like beautiful stage and somehow I made it in there before anyone else did. So I'm sitting in like the fourth row and there's literally 200 seats in there is what it seems like. Probably a hundred. I'm front. It was a hundred seats. And I'm sitting there and the stage is like lit up with chairs. Like they have a panel for six people, um, a podium for a, a narrator. Like it, it just looks great. They've got these like digital graphics behind them. I'm like, man, this thing is, this event is massive. I'm sitting there on my phone for like 10 minutes and I realize nobody comes in. I go and look at my agenda and I'm, there was like a whole lunch break in between and I think I was there at 1210 and it was at 110. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Oh my God. This is what you get for being like, just not knowing what you're doing. And so I get up to walk out and I look over at the stage again. I go back and look at the pamphlet with the pictures of the people that are going to be on the panel. Beautiful faces, but no one that I know look back at the stage and instantly I remembered what that insert said that paragraph in the book it said when you want something you first have to own it and acknowledge it then you have to write it down then you have to close your eyes visualize it experience it feel it touch it experience it in all the senses that are available to you as if it's already happening And then she goes a step further and says, if you can make yourself experience it in real life, get as close as you possibly can, even if you have to feel what it's like to watch someone else experience it, feel their joy, feel their happiness, feel their achievement, feel what they feel, and then feel what it would feel like for it to happen to you. Which in a culture of jealousy, I can't even imagine what that's like for some of us, but 
So instead of walking out, I looked at the door and I looked back at the stage and I walked over to the stage. And it was, this could have been in a movie. I just imagine this as like a, because <laughs> I literally remember walking the stage at first because I was scared to touch it or I thought someone might come from behind stage. And I just walked the stage and I ran my hand across the front of the stage, like literally just ran it. And as I was like, it was so weird because I remember like the, the, <laughs> the fearful, realistic person in me was like, you need to stop it, dumbass. This is so stupid. And, but just the like curious soulful, soulful version of me was like, feel this. You're allowed to feel this, like feel what it would be like to not be the bystander, but to be the person up here with a message to be walking on this stage. And I just remember looking at the lights and they were like pink, purple, and blue. Like, and it was just so well put together. And then like, I remember immediately smelling the equipment and I know that's funny, but it was like all the equipment up there was brand new. You could tell they had unwrapped it. And the first time that equipment had ever been used was going to be on that stage. And I could smell like new plastic and, and like, new audio equipment and then I looked at the stage and I realized there was like padding on the floor I was like oh that's for the audio so there's like no echo I had learned that and just doing some simple research as I was starting my podcast I remember the chairs the chairs were on top of the padding and they were like high bar stool chairs but with the back like the plastic chairs that you can buy at Target like where they look like a little almost like a little circle in them like the little plastic I don't know what the hell they're called. Y'all don't laugh at me. Home decor is not my thing. These plastic chairs, they had silver legs, but they were like high chairs, like, like as if they were going to be at a, um, a bar table. And I just remember looking at the back of the digital, the digital portion portion that was the backdrop and it just showing each frame. It was like the title of the panel. And then it would go back and say the symbol that said Podfest 18, and then it would go and show um, something else. Oh, it was the sponsors. And I just remember walking over to the stairs that were on one side of the stage. And they just seemed different. So I like put my foot on one of the steps. And then I was like, oh, my God, someone's going to walk in here and you're going to be walking on stage and you're going to have to explain yourself. And so I just grabbed the rail and I just looked up and I looked up at the stage and I just like close my eyes for a second and I just imagined them saying my name and me coming on stage. And I was like, what would you even say? Uh, and I just remember thinking like, whatever it would be, it would be something so powerful that it would allow someone to experience the freedom of thinking that they could do this too. Like to not feel the way that I feel like, how I think I'm caged in and I'm incapable and how, why would people listen to me and all of these feelings of doubt and fear, it would be to set someone else free. And I just stood there for a few minutes and smelled it. Like I remember just taking a deep breath and smelling the room and the equipment and took a deep breath, walked off. I didn't take a picture I probably should have. I didn't take a picture. I didn't do anything. I just left. And that was the end of that. 
a few weeks before that I had started my podcast and it was doing pretty well and I was getting more and more passionate about it. But I remember after that really, really being like, okay, I could do this. I remember the next day I met a guy in the hallway that, um, it, it just seemed too unreal. I met a guy in the hallway that owned a podcast about youth workers. And at the time, that's all I had done my whole life before I started my podcast was run at at risk youth programs. So he asked me if he could interview me in the hallway. And he interviewed me for an hour and 20 minutes and was blown away by my story about how I was in that role because I had been that child before. And he aired my podcast like a month later, and he barely had any listeners. But I just remember Like it was like he was put in that place just to simply remind me that I have a message. Like I remember how confident I felt afterwards, not like a confident, like, oh, I did that. Like a, a confident of like, oh, why, why have I been tripping? Like I can finally share all this stuff and people feel like it does something for them. Like this, this has not been pinned up inside of me. These experiences have not been pinned up inside of me to not be used You know, and he just talked about how well I articulated everything. And I was like, oh, I can I can do this. I can do this. I'm my own worst enemy. I'm the only person that thinks I can't do this. Like and it was like he was put right there just to continue to solidify that this was for me, that this was for me. And February, March 2018, that was when the Stranded Phase podcast started. Um, I pushed through every single doubt because God believe me there were so many and there were times where I wanted to give up because the numbers plateaued or it felt like nobody was listening or I wasn't getting any feedback that's typically when all of us want to give up when we're not losing weight when no one's purchasing our products when no one's liking our pictures but trust me when I tell you that's when the average people give up that's when you have to push through that's when you have to believe more than anyone else. That's when you have to push past motivation. And really, a lot of times we think we're self-motivated, but we're motivated by the results or response from other people. But you have to push past that motivation and find some form of consistency and discipline because that goal is for you. That vision is for you. God's not giving you a vision that was not designed for you. You just gave up too soon. And so there were so many times where I wanted to give up because I was just like, this is such a waste of my time. On top of the fact that I was finding time out of no time to do this thing. Like we had a one year, we had a baby. We were, I was working a full-time job. My man had his, his whole business going. He had all his own whole goals and he's watching our son at night so that I can get this podcast off the ground. Fast forward two years later, this is the best push through game I've ever, best thing I've ever pushed through in my life, other than our son. Best experience I ever pushed through in my life, because getting past the doubt and the fear not only helped me build confidence, obviously, but it ignited a passion in me, started a business, changed my life transformed the trajectory that I was headed down, gave me more freedom, gave me more abundance and made me realize that I can literally live the life I desire and that I deserve it and that I deserve it. Screw the humble pie. I deserve it. 
because I'm walking in my purpose, serving people in the way in which the gift God gave me to use. Boy, if I would have gave up when stuff didn't seem like it was working, I would have been, I would have been measuring with the wrong measuring stick. I would have been sadly mistaken. And I tell you that manifestation story because I sat in that room and touched that stage and walked across and touched the front of the stage and smelled the equipment and felt those audio or those, those pads for sound because I knew I wanted to speak on stages one day. I knew I had a voice that was meant to transform lives. I knew I had a message, even if it wasn't the most traumatic, even if it wasn't the most powerful. I knew that I had something in me that I did not experience these things to keep them pent up inside, but to share them, to set someone else free. I knew that. And now you fast forward to August 15th, 2020. And I was asked to speak at PodFest 2020. I spoke at PodFest 2020. And even if it was virtual, there was 600 people in my registered class about the art of storytelling. I spoke at the event that two years ago, I walked the stage, touching it with my feet on the floor and the stage above me, where I looked up at it as if it was impossible as a damn rookie. I know that's a sports analogy, but a rookie. I didn't even have my podcast on iTunes yet. And I'm touching the stage thinking, what if? Maybe, maybe, why not? And two years later, I spoke at that same exact event with over 3,000 people registered. 600 people in my registered class. Guys, you cannot tell me that manifestation is not real. And this is coming from a skeptic. And let me further that theory with a few other things. At the end of 2019, recently, the end of last year, I got a little bit off on my, my gratitude, the things that the small things that have always proven and yielded great results. I got a little bit off. Um, I think we all do. We, we stop working out, we stop eating well, you know, we stop admiring and completing the good habits that we know, small good habits that create a substantial difference over time, they have a compound effect. But because they're so small and minute, we tend to think that they can be pushed aside for a brief amount of time when something becomes more important. So I had stopped doing my gratitude, I had stopped writing my vision down, I had stopped thinking and manifesting about what was next, because I was just trying my best to get the plane off the ground. My business was in such a if possible, a big maybe, a just a not certain mid-2019. So the end of 2020, I spent blood, sweat, and tears trying to get that thing fast enough to get off the ground and stay off the damn ground. So to say that I was practicing gratitude and manifestation, um, rarely, not enough. So in 2020, when I finally hired my coach to help me scale what I had created, the first thing he implemented was that give strategy. And I talked about this in another podcast, actually two, I think. So if you're not familiar with it, the give strategy, 
gratitude, intention, vision, and execution in which I have to write every day, every single day. And I remember the first couple of times I wrote my vision and the vision, my vision consists of a 90 day vision and a one year vision. And I remember writing the sentences and thinking, I don't know how much I could put on there. And then I remember texting him one time and saying like, are these, are these supposed to be monetary? Are these supposed to be materialistic? Are these supposed to be business goals? And he was like, write down everything that you envision that is important to you in 90 days. And I was like, okay. So I remember the first couple of times, it was just a few sentences. It would say like, you know, X, X amount of thousand dollars per month, you know, hire a new editor, um, better team culture, more, you know, working six hours instead of eight hours a day. Like it was super small (laughs) stuff. And it's not to say that that is bad, but I just, I didn't dive headfirst into the vision like I could have. And so as the days progressed, I got clearer and clearer and I even got more ballsy. I would put things like, you know, I remember sitting there one day and saying like, don't do this. Don't do this. And I was like, no, fuck that. I really want a new car. I really want a new car. And so I was like, okay, I'm putting this down for the one year goal. I put new car. I remember a couple of weeks after that, I was like, man, I really want more space. Like I'm going to put a new house. I don't know how that would happen, but you know, we were, we weren't even talking about moving or buying a new home, but we had always talked about how our son you know, we were just outgrowing this house and our son, we knew we wanted more space for our kids. So I wrote a new house and that was on the one year goals. Cause th- three months is just like, that's too soon. Like I was like, you're girl, you're not getting a car. Then I talked about paying off, you know, my student loan debt and starting an investment portfolio. And like, it just got clearer and clearer. I was like, okay, delegating this and outsourcing this and having my whole team at this and having a team of X amount of people and, you know, getting innovative income summit off the ground and selling 350 tickets by this date and blah, 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 blah. The vision got clearer and clearer and clearer and clearer until every time I write down my 90 day vision, every single day, y'all still every single day, it's been over a hundred days. And I write my vision every single morning And if I know I'm going to miss it, I do it at night. It is, it's like eight, eight sentences long for each one. And the other day, I promise you I'm going somewhere with this. And the other day I'm pulling out my notebook because I just really want to like open up to this. I remember pulling out my notebook to, it was July 9th. Maybe the 17th. It's not in this notebook. Um, And I randomly was getting ready. Like when I fill up a whole notebook, I put it in my drawer and I'll keep like the whole year notebooks in the drawer. And then when the new year hits, I'll like flip through them, get a good laugh, probably feel some gratitude and then throw them out. And so I was flipping through the book because I was done with it. And I was going to, I started a new book in August notebook. And so I was going to put it in my drawer and I was flipping through it. And I opened up to July 19th. And it said, the the one year vision said, X amount of dollars, new car, new house for more space for our children, new memories, and hire a new editor, 
hire a personal assistant and I wanted to do something else to where I could move one person to a higher position in my business. And I just sat there like, holy shit. Holy shit. Holy shit. Oh, it was June 19th. That's when it was. It wasn't July. It was June 19th. And I'm sitting here and it's like August 20th and I have a new car. I live in a new house. We abruptly moved to a new house in like literally 14 days. We found it by accident. We jumped on it and we literally viewed it and paid for it within like, well, viewed it, put everything down in like seven days and moved 14 days later. I didn't even think about it while it was happening that I had manifested that because I didn't even find it. Chris found it, brought it to me one day. Like he accidentally fell on it and was like, Hey, look at this. I have a new car. I have a new house. I'm making the amount of money that I talked about for a year in a year right now. I've hired the new editor. I've moved my pro- my person that I wanted from one position to the project management position already. 90% of the things that I wrote in the one year box have already happened. They've already happened. They've already happened. And I remember one time writing down the new car as a goal. And I remember thinking back to what she said in that paragraph. I thought about it and I was like, you fool. Remember, I'm a recovering skeptic. I was like, you fool. You can't manifest a car. You can't like sit here and think you can manifest a car. And then I was like, what if you just like do what she says, close your eyes and imagine yourself riding in this new car. And I was like, oh my God, this is so stupid. And I said, no, just give it a second. And so I remember before I wrote it down, I envisioned it being white and leather seats and like a roof, a sunroof. And I just remember everything inside being so sleek. It was so sleek. I remember there being a lot of silver, like exterior pieces. There was silver on the handle and I just remember like it feeling so new and it like, like leather, I could smell like this fresh smell of leather. And I just remember like in my vision, I rolled the windows down a little bit, opened the sunroof and I was like driving and it was like beach air. And I was like, okay, you could have a new car. It could be a nice new car. You're allowed to have that. Write it down. I allowed myself the chance to manifest and visualize and experience what that would feel like. Even though I had a moment of like, you're not supposed to want materialistic things and you're not supposed to manifest things that, you know, you don't deserve and blah, 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 blah. No, y'all, no. Because if I were honest, I've been wanting a new car for two damn years. My car was six years old. I've been wanting a new car for a hot minute. 
But once I started writing it down, 90 days ago when I started writing it down, it became a little more real and a little more real and a little more real until I was able to close my eyes and visualize myself driving it. And it literally ended up in my hands. Now I have a new car. Now, when I talk to you like this and I'm talking about manifestation, these things don't literally fall in your lap. But here's what I do believe. Like I always joke, you can't manifest that a red bicycle shows up on your front porch tomorrow free of charge. But if you write down something long enough, you burn the bridge of doubt. You write it so much that you begin to believe it. Believe it to the point where you can visualize it. Close your eyes. Feel it. Smell it. Touch it. See it. Experience it. Feel what you would feel naturally from experiencing it. Because we most likely always think more about what we're going to feel like when we don't have something versus what we're actually going to feel like if we do get something. Materialistic or not goals, achievements, anything. We fear more what we're going to feel like when we don't get it versus feeling, enjoying and experiencing the feeling what it would feel like if we did get it. So when you start to obsess over that feeling, that joy, that acknowledgement, that confidence, that feeling of experiencing the thing that you want, I don't believe it just falls into your lap. But I do believe the universe interjects and things begin rolling like a ball for one small thing to happen that's going to lead to that thing happening. Like for me to finally write down and believe that we could have a new house in a location where I could see more of my friends, where I could spend, where Cameron had more room to run around in. Like I just kept focusing on these things that were important to me as to why I wanted to live somewhere else to the point where I could see it and feel it. For that to literally fall in our lap. I remember sitting on the couch and Chris ran downstairs and was like, yo, I'm on MLS looking for a property for somebody else. And I just found this house. Look at this. What do you think? And I was like, do you want to move? And he was like, and we had just re-signed our old lease. We had just re-signed our old lease. So for this to have happened to fall in his lap, for it to then work out perfectly, I manifested that. I manifested the steps that ignited something in the universe that kept got the ball rolling for that one thing to happen to put us in the right place at the right time for these actions to begin a domino effect. But it doesn't start with anybody else but you. It starts with you believing, believing until you write it down, writing until you believe it more writing it again and again and again. And I can't stress this writing part enough because I've wanted things before, but they didn't start to roll until I wrote them down. And if I were completely honest with you, I didn't start to believe them fully until I wrote them down. I can believe something enough to say that I want it, but I don't believe it fully and visualize experiencing it until I write it down multiple times. I just think back to kindergarten when you cuss or you you hit someone or you flick someone with your pencil and your teacher made you write it down 
you know, 25 times, I will not hit someone with my pencil because she wanted you to write it and say it so much that you actually believed that you couldn't do that. You get what I'm saying? Write it until you can get past your own bullshit and your own doubts. Write it until you believe it. Until you believe it so much that it's that or nothing. It's that or nothing. And then burn the bridge of doubt. Burn it. And look up. And you'll realize that the universe will begin to conspire in your favor. And you won't have a choice but to allow these things to happen. And the only thing that will prevent these things from happening is you caving into or welcoming your doubt and your fear. And the only thing you can combat that with is unbelievable belief in what you're capable of, what you've been put on this earth to do, what you've been put on this earth to receive. Drop the humility and the humble pie and understand that when you are better and you are full and your cup is full, you serve better, you impact more and you walk in your true purpose. Do not let societal standards and everyone else's bullshit that you were raised with from your family to your parents and your friends and the people that you surround yourself with most now allow you to doubt what you are capable of and what you are capable of manifesting in your life. I have to tell you, and I need you to understand that I spent from 18 to 27 thinking that I would be lucky Literally, and I'm telling you something I have not told many, that I would be lucky if I made $60,000 a year, maybe got my master's degree, that I'd probably meet someone, think I was in love, have a child and end up being a single mother, but an independent one. That was to the extent of where my mindset could go from 18 to 27. I was so wrong. If I would have allowed that to be the movie screen, the trajectory, the the future caster of where I was going, I would have been selling myself fucking short. I live in a massive, beautiful home steps away from the water. My son has all the room he wants to run around in. I have a partner that pushes me and loves me and just believes in me more than I can believe in myself. I've traveled to places all over the world when I used to think I was lucky if I could leave the state. I'm running a business with eight employees, making more money than I ever thought I would make in my entire life. I'm not saying these things for materialistic value or validation from you. I'm telling you because wherever you're at right now and at any point in your life, if you never thought that those things could be or should be you, I want you to understand that you are wrong. And that's the first step is acknowledging that that is not true and you can have whatever the hell you want. You just have to start believing. You have to start writing. You have to write it until you believe it. And you have to start visualizing it, seeing it, getting around the right people that believe that you can have those things, that you deserve those things. And that this is just the beginning and allow the universe to conspire with 
with you and then you have to get out of your own fucking way. You have to get out of your own fucking way because your doubt and your fear will be the biggest problem because at that point, the universe will already be conspiring to give you exactly what you want and desire because that's where you were supposed to be all along. I'm not the queen of manifestation. I don't know. I don't know any of the rules. But one thing I know and I can look up and see now is I literally have everything that I've ever written on paper. I'm living it right now. I'm living it. I'm living everything that I wrote down right now. I'm actually in the predicament of having to create new things because I'm already the top of where I ever thought I could be. I couldn't even create goals higher than this because I didn't think I could ever be here. Don't sell yourself short. Manifest. Visualize. You are so powerful. You are so powerful. And we sell ourselves short by staying humble, allowing that ego to protect us and thinking we're where we're supposed to be or we just need to please one more person or we just need to achieve this one thing. No. Own every bit of who you are right now. Sit down, grab a journal, write down what you want. Close your eyes, experience it, visualize it as if it's already happened. And then get out of your own way and let the universe deliver. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I hope this was insightful. I love you guys so, so much. And I want so much more for you. I hope you have a wonderful week. And I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks again for joining us on another episode of The Stranded Podcast. If you felt inspired or moved today, make sure to leave a review on iTunes. You can learn more about us and our guests at thestrandedphase.com. And don't forget that your stranded face is a rite of passage on your journey to greatness.